Hello and welcome to episode four of the Sportscast podcast. Today we're going to be covering the first three days of the US Open, reviewing the ending of the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup, a little bit on boxing, covering anything up to the race of Formula One, first few days of the Ashes, looking into Queens before Wimbledon, and as usual, we'll cover any of the Nations Cup international qualifiers, a little bit of transfer roundup, and uh, talk about some of the fixture releases in the football. Kicking us off first today, we'll have a look back over the 123rd US Open, which day one started off strong for Ricky Fowler. Him and Xander finishing the day eight under. He had a host of potential winners, uh, sat a few back, Dustin Johnson, Rory. Rory, again, bogey on the 18th, taking him three behind. His putting had been a bit down, but day two, Fowler's kept his lead. Rory only two back, so he did gain a shot on there. And did you see reigning champion Matt Fitzpatrick holding him on? Yes, I did, yeah. The only thing I'd say with Rory as well is I saw something earlier, is... He's never, well, one, he hasn't won a major in nine years. And two, he hasn't won sort of any competition where he's been behind on the third day. So he's always had the lead. He's always had the lead going into the third day. He's never never come from behind and it's just, I, I don't see him winning. Well, day three, obviously we picked, I had to pick it up this morning. Fowler leads with Clark. Rory's only one back. He's, he's chipped away at that. It's gone three, two, one. Um, Clark has missed the cut on the last two US Opens. Fowler's chase has made him win. Not, he's not won a, a major. Hasn't been at the last couple of uh, US Opens and not qualified. But to be fair to me, he's dropped down the rankings. And I don't know if it's he's had a lot going on personally. I think, well, not a lot going on, but starting to build a, a you know relationship. He's, he's got married and things. So... Um, but Rory, last one in the US, like I say, major nine years ago, US Open twelve years ago. He hasn't really, he hasn't really pushed for any. He's pushed for tournaments, but he's never, you know, he hasn't taken a lead. And like Ricky's done, day one got a lead and maintained that. You know, he's had a couple of other people joint lead, but no one stayed with him. I think that's sort of been Rory's sort of problem. And again, it all has really boiled down to. Let's have a proper look. But it, it all has sort of boiled down to when he moved to Nike. He, he never yeah. got the swing of it with the nubs, the Nike clubs, and just hasn't quite been the same. Boxing now, a fairly quiet weekend. You had Fraser Clark fight on Friday night at London York Hall. <sighs> ten rounder, one all ten rounds, never even looked like breaking a sweat. You also had Dubois, Daniel Dubois' sister. She fought on the undercard, oh. had another eight rounds. Again, she dominated for all eight rounds. So fairly steady night in the UK. 
you had Tim Zhu knock out Carlos Ocampo quite emphatically. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen that. He really puts him down. And I think when you get to that sort of sort of weight of boxing, that's when puncher's chance comes in. Yeah, sort oh, of thing. One hundred percent. And looking forward, there was a press conference, press release, if you like, from the Errol Spence Terence Crawford fight, which no one really sort of you know there was nothing really going on, but Barry McGuigan has come out. And there's a bit concerned for Errol Spence. He seems to have been slurring his words quite a bit during the press conference, mm. which, I mean, he's been around a bit, but probably still a bit young to have any lasting effects. I don't know. But again, I can't wait for that fight. When When is it? The end of July, July 29th. <laughs> Moving on to US sport. So we've had the, well, the NBA wrapped up um, last week. The Nuggets won the first ever NBA championship, beating the Heat, which was a turn up for the Bucks. Yeah, and I'll be honest, it probably wasn't the best game. Um, but they just knew they just needed a win. Get a win at home, win on your own soil. 4 1 as well in the series is quite a. That's, I think, what shocked. Quite a dream everyone, game. to be yeah. fair. I mean, if you look at the if you look at how the series has gone in sort of respect to the scoring, so game one, Nuggets 104 93. Game two, where the Heat tied it up 111 to 108. Game three, with the Nuggets 109 to 94. Uh, game four, 108 to 95. And then game, what would be five, making it 94 89. Like, it's just. Everything's been the biggest gap there was fifteen points. Yeah. Do you do you believe? Have you seen the Bill Burr interview where he talks about the NBA's fixed? It's all. I believe it. It's I, all everything. Everything you you take five games there. I, I get it. Both teams are at the you know the top of their top of the game, but to have it's every game and you never see a no one ever has an off day where they lose by thirty. Yeah, it's where he says a team could be 25 up at half-time and miraculously, by the end of the third quarter, there's like two in it. Yeah, al always. And yeah, it's very... I, I, I don't watch much basketball. Like, I can't really get on with it. It's very tit-for-tat. You've got this end of score, we've got that end of score. But it's how it's always within a... What I find is, is if a team is dominating a match then the refs will call the littlest things for fouls, which I think is what, what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah. I don't think teams know it's fixed. I think it's referees fixing it. That's probably a few who, I mean, when Golden State won the championship a few years ago, <laughs> no one saw that coming. Right. It was like a Nuggets thing in theory. Like Everyone was like, yeah, it's going to be the Lakers or it's going to be the Heat. At that point, it would have been the Clippers when they just had Kawhi Leonard. And... Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, they just did it out of nowhere. Speaking of get, doing it out of nowhere, Golden Knights. Yeah, they got one. 4-1. Or well, series. Series, yeah. And win it on home turf, 9-3. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the finals. Yeah, 9-3. So they, they were two up in the first period. Then they scored four in the second, three in the third. 
Well, it really took them to it in the second then. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, doing it on your home turf. No one really saw that one coming either, to be fair. No, I think I think because they're still relatively a relatively new franchise, and I sort of said last week about how it's being a new franchise probably doesn't mean any, as much as being a new team in British sports with relegation promotion, but you've still got eighty two games a season. You've still got yeah, you know, you you're not it's still very difficult to, to be there or thereabouts at the end. So yeah, fair play to them. I, I've got a soft spot for them anyway. Mm. Got a jersey upstairs and, and everything else. So, but um, yeah, it's nice to see them win. I'd still rather have seen Penguins win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't have? Um, I mean, speaking of kind of US sport, move on to the MLS ever so slightly. Half, pretty much halfway through the season in theory, and Messi's new team. Bottom. Where, so how would that work then? Because he's technically, he's a free agent from next week, 1st of July. Mm. Well, he's not a free agent. He'll be, that's when his contract ends and they've, they've brought that out. So we'll take over. When would he probably integrate into their season? Do you, do you think he'd be there in, in two weeks or do you think he'd be there in a month? No, I just think he'll just wait till the new season comes into effect. I've seen the Inter-Miami favourites for... George, Georgie Alba as well. Georgie Alba, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're looking at um, Busquets as well. Basically, they, they want t- 2015 Barcelona. Yeah, they want Barcelona's 2015 midfield. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who I'd, second, though? Who I'd, I'd second now. Yeah. But, mm. <laughs> Formula One now, which unfortunately tonight is in Canada, so we're not going to be able to cover the race this week. However, it has been a fairly entertaining couple of days with first practice being cut short. Don't know if you saw it was pulled off early due to the CCTV around the track not working. They had to stop first practice because it's not safe for other people and people around the track which is always good to see them looking after people after what's happened a couple of times in japan what what's what's happened in japan so we lost jules bianchi years ago when behind the safety car was too wet and they had a they had a car they had the tractor on the side of the track is it that one where he goes into it yep yes i've seen that and then oh forgive me i think it was last year it will have been last year. The there was in Japan again, and someone had broken down in the horrendous rain, which you get in Japan. Yeah, and there was a tractor and marshals on the track, whilst it was only a yellow flag, not a red flag. So it it could have people could have very easily have I may, died. I may have seen that, as and well. it caused a bit of outrage, which rightly so it should. So Q two. Uh, Practice two, practice three, just went as normal. You had Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, top of practice two, which was probably a bit of a turnout turn for the books. Verstappen took practice three. Qualifying yesterday, Q1 was quite, well, it was damp, but it was drying out. Nothing major happened in that one. In Q2, it did dry out, 
However, towards the end, it started to rain again and Leclerc and Perez hadn't put in good enough laps as it was drying out. It was people's 50-50 on whether to be on dry or wets and the, the, I guess they made the wrong call, got too wet, couldn't go any quicker. I think on the on the last final lap, Perez was two and a half seconds down on Hamilton, who was at the cutoff at 10th. I think Lewis got a little bit lucky. He was the quickest of the people that, that it didn't pan out for, so he got away with it, whereas Alex Albon had gone out early on the drives, put in a fast time and was all right. Q3 by then was very wet, which became very interesting. You had numerous incidents. Uh, Oscar Pistari span hit the wall. It finished Max on pole, Nico Hulkenberg in the Haas on second, Alonso third, Hamilton fourth, Russell fifth. But it didn't stop there. Due to Nico Hulkenberg speeding under the safety car, unfortunately, Haas's front row start has been taken off them, which gutted for. I love Gunther Steiner. I love the Haas team. Gutted that he's not um, going to potentially have, you know, pick up some big points there. You had Sainz, who qualified eighth. Again, pretty poor from Ferrari standard. He did impede Gasly and Albon by putting his car in the middle of the apex on, on, the, champ on the corner of Champions Wall for no other reason than he just didn't want to let anybody complete a lap. The race tonight, I'm hoping for a bit of rain. I think that'll, that'll put Lewis amongst Max and Fernando a little bit more. I think, I think it will be those three at the, at the front at the end of the race, but with the rain, I think it will close down a little bit and hopefully give Lewis a fighting chance. But we'll, Jordan will be back, potentially be back next week. But we can cover that next week. Today we are currently on day three of the Ashes in the cricket, which as we are speaking has just been stopped due to rain as well, which came out of nowhere. I think we've had a couple of weeks of scorching heat, a few places expecting storms. Yeah. I don't think you'd expected it just yet. Day one, a couple of quick wickets for Australia. England sort of put on a 393, which I know you are not massive on your cricket, but Ben Stokes declared yeah, to, get, to get a few overs in, which I think baffled a few people. There's quite a few things circling on Twitter with Tuffers being as confused as ever. I think, for me, Ben Stokes, he hates losing, but he's prepared to lose. A lot of people, they could have batted it out, gone into the second day, put Australia in by dinner. <laughs> the big hoo-ha in Test cricket, too many draws, not being able to win over five days, people are batting slow. Like today, you've got rain, stop, stop play. If you don't get enough in, you get you then start to do a count back, Dotworth Lewis method. So I think what Stokes has done is, I quite like it. He's, he's well, we've got a lead. Let's put him in. Let's try and get some wickets. They didn't get any wickets on, on day one night. Got a couple early. On uh, day two, yeah. Unfortunately, Australia then did sort of go go at it a little bit, and they did finish on three hundred eleven for five. So they did kind of push 
couple of early wickets. Broad went two for two. We were on for a hat trick. You had Moeen with a couple, you know, with wickets. It took him probably a little bit longer than needed to this morning on day three, I thought, to get Australia out. But yeah. the Pat Cummins just sort of went in, just, just, just sort of bag it, you know, put his bag against everything, just tried not to play too much. But they got the breakthrough. I think this Ashes is they've got five tests over six weeks, which is is quite quite a shortened one this year. And yeah, I think. This pitch isn't playing well. I think if they can get some good good wickets, I think I still think Australia, but I, I can see England taking this first first test. And I think if they if they do come the third test, we might be having very different conversations around who who we think are winning. I still think they'll do this test. They they they're there or thereabouts. They've up to twenty six today. Lead by thirty three. Hopefully, this rain's not there to stay and. If you can get Root firing again, hit a century, not out 118, not out the other day. So yeah. I think if you can get Root going, Stokes, he can get, you know, find his range with the bat. Again, put up maybe 354 once the pitch starts moving. Who knows? So move on to football. So, of course, all the domestic leagues have now finished, but it's now sort of chance for the uh, international games. You've got the final of the UEFA Nations League tonight with Croatia and Spain. Currently, as we're recording this, Italy have beaten the Netherlands 2-0 in the third-place playoff, which I can't really see the Italians letting that slip. So, I think I think that I've called that at the... Uh, yeah, before the game as well. You had Scotland get a 2-1 win against um, Norway. Both very late goals as well. They were, yeah, 89th and 91st. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 87th and 89th, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You've then England formality in- against Malta. Yeah. What did, you th- what did you think to Trent being in the middle? It's, it works, which if I was then McAllister going to Liverpool, I'd now be worried. That's a point. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I, I've I've said for a long time that Trent should be in the middle of that Liverpool. Well, yeah, he's. I've said it for years. He's not that great of a defender. He's a good footballer, fantastic. Yeah, but he's not a defender. No. A little bit like Carl Walker early doors. Let his pace helped him out a lot. Yeah, and he'd get caught out, get back, and recover. Yeah, and Trent's got the ball playing ability. To help to him. Get, to get him out of the trouble. Yeah, to get him out, which... Did you see... Worked. So. Did you see our game against Armenia? Yeah, I've kind of deleted that from my memory, I'll be honest. Armenia have lost nine out of the last ten games. Yeah. Playing in Wales. That now, when when we play Turkey, is, is far more important. That's put us on the back foot. I'm not... Do you think then we were too reliant on Gareth Bale? No, I don't. I think I, I don't think Rob Page is the right the right guy. Um, I didn't think he was going into the World Cup. The World Cup that was a very that was massively we massively underachieved in the World Cup. Uh, I don't think we play forward enough football 
with him. I, I just don't think very defensive minded. Yeah, well, no, we're just not creative. We don't, you know, we we bring these players in and we just sort of go, there you go. Which is a shame because I mean, Dan James, fantastic on the ball. Just met them. Even Kiefer. Well, well, I like Kiefer more, but yeah. he'll get played. He'll play Dan James. He used to play Dan James and Gareth Bale up front together. Yeah. Two of the very the same players. In a Wales top, Dan James for me is is being very, very average to, to give him the best compliment I possibly can. Yeah. He has not been the player that shined and, and went to Man United or even really started at Leeds. He didn't do bad initially at Leeds, but. Yeah, it's um, only the Turkey game can can redeem him. Can redeem him, really. Um, of course, you've now got the transfer winners now open. Yeah, some big um, moves this week, really. Some big moves, some crazy rumours as well. Yeah, knocking about Man United, preparing a forty-five million pound bid for Jordan Pickford. I, I just think there's far better keepers out there that they could go for. Yeah, yeah. I saw as well they're up in fifty million for Mason Mount, which as a, as a squad player would be very, very good in that team. Yeah, I was all about this for somebody on Friday. because um, obviously with United, where's he gonna go? You've got Casemiro, Ericsson. I think I think he's cover for Ericsson. I think he's that he's that in you know, in behind. See, I the new striker, if you like. A discussion I was having was do you think Fernandez is then gonna be going? No. I think he would. I don't, I, I don't think there's many teams that would take him. Not because he's not a player, just he, he, he's not a team player. No. Obviously, Bellingham to Madrid got over the line this week. Yes. 89 million. Apparently. Yeah. Which I'm happy about because it means they can't buy Hurricane. <laughs> so, yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, Tottenham made Kulisevsky a permanent signing yesterday. I saw that, yeah. That's a, that's good. Good business as well. How about you? 25 mil. That's so, good. That'd have been a loan to, with an option to buy. So the loan with the option to buy. So it was 10 million initial loan fee with an option to buy of 35 million. Only if we got Champions League football. And Daniel Levy, being the smart businessman he is, has said to Juventus, we don't have that. So you can't exercise that 35 mil and get 25. Okay. Surprised Juventus didn't want to keep him. Why Why would you not? He's been fantastic. Unless he didn't want to stay. There's potentially that. There's also, I mean, you've got to think with Juventus, they've, they got all them points deductions, didn't they? Over yeah. The season or transfers. Yeah, that's true. So you're going to kind of want to get players out the door, especially if you've yeah. got fines and sanctions hit here. Just like um, Leon have had. Yeah. The last couple of days. Is the owner's got to pay sixty million before the end of this month. He's got three options: sell the women's team, sell another women's team he owns, or he's got to offload some players. Which, I mean, they'll, they'll have players. They'll have some players that they'll be able to get for that. But then you become, you get rid of the player. You don't become the force you were if you, if you have to take rid of all those players. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, they've got some older. Defenders, they could probably get rid of them with the way the Saudis are taking plays at the minute. Well, I saw uh, they, they they obviously they wanted Chelsea trying to offload Lukaku to Inter within a, within a trade deal and things like that, and he's been offered to go Saudi. Wilfred Saha has been offered to go. I think I think they're really trying to 
I think we'll just end up with Chinese League 2.0 personally. But and you know what? I hope we do. Because then I hope it fails yeah. like the Chinese League did. Yeah. Because you can't just say, because we're a rich country, we're going to give you 300 million over four years to play in a very subpar, very average so, league. So, Ronaldo, when he went to the name of the team, I don't know the name of the team. Alnacia. When he went to them, they were eight points clear at the top. They're not in contention to win anything now. No. No. You had as well this this week Tealman's gone to Villa. Didn't I thought that was Arsenal nailed on. I I, I would have said, you know, any top four club I think Tealman's could have gone to and had a That's been he's been nailed on to Arsenal for about three years. Yeah. And it's just never never it's, well no, and I thought Mikel Arteta was just gonna sit off on, on his on his contract. He's what? linked to uh sorry he's linked to PSG. I saw that management. Morning. Yeah. I, I don't think he will. I think he's he's got a lot of affiliation with Arsenal and things, so I think he'll he'll stay there. Yeah. Also this week you had Zhao Pedro from Watford go to Brighton and also James Milner was signed for Brighton. Yeah, on a free. Yeah. yeah. End of his contract, but still he's still gonna be playing European football. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, uh, 138 years old or however yeah. old he is he, he he put some of these professionals to shame well for years and years they always said didn't they liverpool players in the pre-season um sort of fitness and things like that he would win the beat test every, every time year yeah he's phenomenal yeah, he can play as well he must be one of the liverpool players who's not asthmatic <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again to the Sports Cars podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at SportsCarsPodUK. Leave some feedback, send us a DM. Uh, we'll, we'll love to hear from you. Catch us next week where we'll be looking forward to the Tour de France. You'll have the recap of the US Open and the Formula One with conclusions happening tonight, unfortunately for us, over in the US, Canada bit too late for us to record and get out i've been liam i've been some we'll speak to you soon